Welcome to The Power Within Her. On this podcast, we're all about seeking self-empowerment to live a life that makes us excited. My name's Megan. I'm a nerdy and super enthusiastic writer and professor with a PhD in English. Together, we'll get intentional by embracing the power of critical thinking and personal growth to achieve those dreams on our hearts. Let's break free of societal expectations, create new stories that serve us, and have some fun with the process of growing into the type of women who embrace the incredible power and potential within ourselves. Are you excited? Let's do this. recording this episode is actually a Friday and it's like 1 p.m. and normally at this time I would be at school but surprise surprise (laughs) we had a snow day today so here we are we are podcasting anyway um let's get into today's topic so if you follow me on Instagram you know that I recently put up a poll on my Instagram story as I frequently do (laughs) asking what you wanted to hear on today's podcast and over Overwhelmingly, the winning vote was for us to chat about two different unconventional ways that I um, healed myself from burnout over the last year. And honestly, (laughs) I am really excited to talk about this with you, but I'm also really freaking nervous to talk about this with you as well. And so on the one hand, I am excited because these unconventional things I did were super transformative for me and I would do it again in a heartbeat, right? But at the same time, like on the other hand, (laughs) I know that these things are just like slightly out there a little bit, maybe, I don't know. And depending on where you're at in your you know, goal getting journey, this might also like what I have to say might also be a little bit off putting to some people or just like a little bit too weird, right? And as nervous as that makes me, <laughs> um, I'm still going to share, right? I'm still going to share these two unconventional things that I did to help heal myself from bur- from burnout because you just, at the end of the day, you just never know, right? You just never know. You never know if something is going to be helpful or empowering to somebody else if you don't share it. So we're going to be bold (laughs) and we're going to be brave and I'm going to share the dang thing anyway because it just might be the information you didn't know you needed, right? It might be just as transformative for you as it was for me. And at the very least, right? (laughs) If you're not a fan of what I've got to say, that's totally fine. I just hope it gives you something to think about. So that said, as the exciting crazy premise (laughs) for today's episode, let's dive in. So number one, the first thing I did, the first unconventional thing I did, I should say, to heal myself from burnout was to no longer create any physical to-do lists. And yes, you heard that right. (laughs) No more physical to-do lists. So at the beginning of last year, so at the start of 2023 last year, I stopped making any sort of physical to-do list. So like written on a piece of paper or even like in a virtual software, um, I used to use a app called Todoist. So I didn't do that anymore. No more physical lists, no more virtual to-do lists, right? Which I know, I know (laughs) is a little bit out there 
right? And maybe even for you completely unimaginable, especially if you are a busy, ambitious woman and a mom on top of it, right? Um, You know, because we have lots of things to do and we have lots of things to remember, right? And there have been, like, don't get me wrong, there have been points in my life, which I'm sure you can connect to, where I have absolutely needed a to-do list, right? Because it is the thing that helped me to stay sane and on top of all the stuff I had to do, right? So for example, I want to take you all the way back to graduate school, right? Where I used to keep a to-do list to keep track of what I needed to do for class and then what I also needed to do for my jobs first as a research assistant and then later on down the road as a graduate student teacher, right? And if I didn't have that to-do list, full disclosure, I totally would have forgotten something that I needed to do, right? And that would not have been very good at all. Like bad news bears all around. (laughs) So in that season of life as a grad student, it was super, super helpful to have to-do lists. But then fast forward a couple um, of years after grad school, when I was in the thick of hustling my face off (laughs) unknowingly in 2022, where I was working as a professor and then I had a bunch of stuff that I was doing on the side, I would have these monstrous, like like major mondo monstrous, never-ending to-do lists, right? Because I had so much going on <laughs> and I had so many things to do, so many things that I wanted to do, um, which I'm sure you can also connect with, that it just became this completely like unmanageable list. Like that I just, I, I, I don't think I knew how to make a to-do list that was actually manageable. So um, when I would make these monstrous to-do lists, right, I would have these like larger umbrella categories. So like I'd have things listed like stuff for me, right? And then I would have categories like business or writing, teaching, life, other, stuff like that, right? And then underneath each of these umbrella categories, I would have like anywhere from like three to seven tasks, right? So Like I'm about to tell you here what a typical to-do list in that season of life looks like for me. So um, here we go because I have one that I'm going to read to you. (laughs) So it would look like this. Um, Stuff for me. Journal. Meditate. Go for a walk. Read. Business. Plan out social media posts. Plan or um, post on social media. Sorry. Post on social media. Look at manuscripts. Recruit new authors podcast, plan out an episode, record the episode, mix the episode, upload the episode to the hosting site, write the show notes, and make promotional graphics, writing, work on my manuscript, teaching, plan all of my classes, make the PowerPoints, create the discussion questions, read the books that I have to teach, (laughs) grade, put stuff onto the online learning system, and sketch out next week. And last but not least, other stuff, make hair appointment, Prepare for a call with publishing mentor. Clean the house. Make dinner. No lie, my friend. <laughs> like, I needed a breath there to get through that um, that humongous, like, list, right? No lie. That is seriously what a to-do list used to look like for me. And whenever I used to look <laughs> at these to-do lists, not only did I feel immense anxiety, but I also felt like this constant failure. Because in a day, I would accomplish maybe, like you just heard the list, right? I would accomplish maybe, maybe one, two, maybe three tasks 
under each category if I was lucky, right? Because there's seriously just not enough time in a day to be able to do all of those things I had on the list, right? It was way too much. It was way too much mentally, emotionally, and even physically to expect that freaking much from myself, right? So getting back to the point of no more physical to-do lists, when I started 2023 then, a year ago, right, I was like, okay, I just can't (laughs) with the to-do list anymore, at least not right now. And I just decided cold turkey, like we're stopping them. We are stopping the to-do list. And with like my thought process with that was like, okay, if I can't hold all the things I need to do in one day, one single day, not the week, not the month, right? If I can't hold everything I need to do in my head, then the list of what I am expecting of myself to do is too big. It's too unmanageable, right? And that mentality actually really helped me to not only create healthier expectations around what I actually could accomplish in a day, but to also start that process, that really crucial process of detoxing from this unintentional belief that I didn't even know that I had, that my worthiness is determined by what I accomplish in a day, right? So, my mental to-do list became much more simple (laughs) and streamlined and not so complicated and just, you know, um, bloated (laughs) with stuff to do, right? So here's an example of more of like a a mental to-do list that I had. So uh, number one, I need and want to plan out and record a podcast episode sometime this week. Number two, I need to plan my classes and schedule in meaningful and independent work time for the kids so that I can grade and answer pressing emails. And number three, I need to go for a walk today or move my body in a way that feels good. And that is it. That is it. (laughs) That is literally an example of a mental to-do list that I had, right? I obviously like typed it out here for my notes for the podcast, but that that was that that's a very real example of one of the mental to-do lists I had. And honestly, I could probably hold a bit more in my head because I do have a great memory, but I didn't want to, right? I wanted to actively, consciously, cognitively teach myself what, not cognitively, co- uh, cognizantly, I wanted to be cognizant <laughs> about actively teaching myself what healthy and reasonable to-do lists looked like, right? And I just knew in that season of life after having hustled so hard and just made all these constant unmanageable to-do lists for so long that I just, I just, I didn't want to do it physically anymore. I didn't want to do it electronically. Like I just wanted to get away from having to stare at a to-do list, right? And I was still able to create lists in my head of the things I needed to get done in a day that didn't overwhelm me, right? And so through making my to-do list more mental, I then stopped making these monstrous to-do lists, right? Which then made me so much less anxious, right? Like I was way less anxious. I was less overwhelmed and I actually even ended up being more productive and the most exciting part is more confident because the lists that I made in my head were doable, right? They were freaking doable. And I didn't freak out (laughs) when I thought, you know, when I thought about what I needed to accomplish in a day, right? And because I was actually able to do what I set out to do in a day, I felt so much better about myself, right? I was like, yeah, I am awesome. I'm not constantly failing, right? 
Now, all of that said, (laughs) I am definitely not saying that you need to go out and do this if you're feeling burned out, right? Like I'm not saying that all. I'm not saying that at all. (laughs) Sorry, I'm like choking over my words here. I'm excited. Um, I am just simply sharing what helped me to shift my relationship with to-do lists, right? So please, my friend, don't just go out there and just do what I did, you know, like on a whim or like blindly, right? If holding what you've got to do in a day in your head versus writing it down on a piece of paper um, isn't helpful for you, then don't do it. I don't want you to do that if it doesn't feel or sound empowering to you, right? But here's the point. Here is the point that I want you to latch on to. In, I, I believe in order to heal from burnout that we cannot be doing 90 million things in a day. We cannot expect ourselves to do 90 million things in a day, right? We have got to have a reasonable number of things on our to-do list, whether they're a mental to-do list or a physical, you know, written down to-do list, right? Because that's going to create less anxiety, less overwhelm, and we're going to get away from this tendency to constantly hustle, which has led undoubtedly (laughs) to the burnout that we're experiencing in the first place, right? So, Point being here is that changing my relationship with to-do lists and simplifying them and, you know, significantly paring them down and making it something that I could actually handle was so crucial to the burnout healing process, right? And that brings me then to number two. So the second unconventional thing I did was to take a giant, like capital (laughs) G-I-A-N-T, giant step back. And again, You heard that right. Not only did I stop making physical to-do lists, I also took a ginormous step back from pretty much, man, (laughs) all of my goals. And the only thing I did for months and months, like from for like four to six months of 2023, so um, all of January, February, March, and April, pretty much the only two things that I did was number one, my job, right, (laughs) Um, as a teacher. And then the second thing I did was the podcast, right? Literally, I let everything else go. I did not write on any of my book projects. I dropped any and all social media strategy that I had. I stopped, for the most part, I stopped creating podcast graphics or any sort of promotional materials. I completely paused at the publishing business. I paused writing coaching. I stopped meeting with my publishing mentor and I didn't join any sort of like online accountability work sessions with any of my friends on Zoom. So when I say (laughs) that I took a giant step back, I truly and honestly mean it. I let it all go. And not only because I needed the break, (laughs) right, but because a lot of my energy at the time, at the start of 2023, within those first couple of months, a lot of my energy was honestly being rerouted and, um, you know, poured into learning my new job as a high school English teacher. Yes, I had been teaching for over a decade at the time, right? But there's this thing that happens in education when you switch context as a teacher, there is a learning curve, right? Like you do have this like, you know, period of being uncomfortable. Like you know what you're doing, but you don't know what you're doing. And that takes a lot of time <laughs> and a lot of energy and attention. So a lot of my time, energy, attention, etc., all of that went into, was like funneled away from my goals and into my job, right? So I would quite literally get up in the morning. <laughs> I would get ready. I would go to school. I would do my job. 
I would get home at the end of the day and then sometimes I would go for a walk and other times I would just immediately like walk into my closet, rip off all my clothes and put on my pajamas (laughs) and then sit on the couch, right? And I would plan my classes for the next day and then I would actually watch you know, quite a bit of TikTok. (laughs) And I would, um, you know, sometimes I would read and other times I would watch The Big Bang Theory or Young Sheldon. I was really into those in at the start of 2023 last year. (laughs) And then so that would be like the weekday. And then during the weekends, I would usually record a podcast episode, right? I'd plan one out, I'd record one. And then a lot of other other times I would take a walk or a hike with Roger. We would explore the new place that we lived, right? Um, other times I'd be like, man, I am not in the mood to explore. (laughs) So I would read or watch Netflix or just hang out, right? Basically, I took a giant step back so that I I could allow myself to breathe and to just be, right? I, and maybe you connect to this, I was so used to go, go, going and expecting so much of myself in 2023, especially that I was in this constant, like this near- constant state of anxiety and just feeling like a piece of crap because I could never get enough done and I was so deep in the anxiety and in the feeling like a piece of crap that I started to fall out of love with writing and my business and that was really sad that was really hard for me I was very confused but somewhere deep down I knew that My lack of interest, my lack of desire in my business and in writing wasn't because it wasn't aligned. It was because I was so freaking burnt out from constantly going, right? Which is why I lost my passion and my motivation. And I was like, man, (laughs) the only way for me to heal from this is to take a giant step back from all of it right? And if this has ever happened to you, if you have ever fallen out of love with something that you previously did love, or, you know, you're just like, you you have this like desire to take a break, like, you know what I am talking about, right? You know how weird and awesome, you know how hard and easy this decision to take a step back is, right? Because on the one hand, you absolutely know just deep in your bones how necessary it is, right? To take that step back, to take that break. But then at the same time, on the other hand, there's this other part of you that doesn't want to do this. This other part that's doubting and you're just like, oh, like is this a dis- Blah, blah, blah. is this the decision I should be making, right? Because it's scary to not be actively working on your goals and dreams, right? And at the same time, you know, taking that giant step back for me personally was also one of the best damn damn gifts I gave myself last year, right? And again, I am not saying that you need to do what I did. I'm not saying that you need to Um, Just stop everything, right? (laughs) Um, I am just sharing what helped me to detox from that constant like compulsion to go, 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 right? To hustle my face off, Um, you know, and if if taking a giant step back isn't possible for you or you don't want to do that, then don't, don't. Nobody says you have to do that, right? All advice is not like, you know, you have to follow it 100% to a T, right? All advice is adaptable. You can take what serves you. You can leave what doesn't, right? It's your life. You've got to do what's best for you. But my point here is that sometimes the way forward actually is to take a step back or to pause or to, you know, take a breather, take a break, right? Because at the end of the day, 
even world-class athletes schedule in rest. World-class athletes like um, athletes like Michael Phelps or Simone Biles, like they have off seasons, right? They have time away from training and away from their sport that they love, right? And then when they come back to it, they're refreshed and they're eager and they're excited to get to to keep going, right? So taking a giant step back from from as many things as I could was crucial for my journey to heal from burnout, right? And in taking that giant step back, I learned how to be, I learned how to breathe, and I learned the best lesson of all, which is that my worthiness and my success and my greatness is not tied up in doing and going all the time. It's in being, right? Like my friend Emily says, you are a human being. You are not a human doing. So that said, my friend, (laughs) that is what I've got for you today. Those are the two major things that I did to heal from burnout. No more physical to-do lists and taking a giant step back. And I'm not going to (laughs) lie, At first, doing both of these things was really hard, right? It was really hard and it did get easier as time went on. And I would, again, like I said earlier in this episode, I would 100% do it all again. It was 100% worth it because I feel like I am back to a place where I am excited about writing. I am excited about my business and I don't feel like a, like a failure or exhausted anymore or like I have to like go, 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 right? I'm even looking forward to posting on social media a little bit more again, right? Sharing empowering ideas and content and journal prompts because I truly do love doing that. But at the same time, I am not going to get back to it in the same way that I did before because I'm not the same person anymore I'm not that same you know hustle and grind and go 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 person anymore that's just not me and that is more than okay in fact that is a wonderful wonderful thing because we were never ever meant to be or stay the same forever we are constantly growing and evolving and learning and that is just such a beautiful thing that's the way that it was meant to be right so All of that said, my friend, I hope that you found something useful in this. I feel like this is like a rambly episode, (laughs) but I really hope that you found something useful in this episode, especially if you are feeling burnt out. And even if you're sitting there listening to this and you're like, dang, Megan has gone bananas. (laughs) I still sincerely hope that I gave you something, like I said at the beginning of the episode, something to think about. Because at the end of the day, Like I said before, you are a human being. You are not a human doing. Like my friend Emily says, you deserve rest. You deserve peace. You deserve the best. If you did find this episode interesting or helpful, as always, I would love to hear from you. You can slide on into my DMs on Instagram. You can find me at Marie. I love you. I hope you have a fantastic rest of your day. And we will chat again soon. Thank you so much for listening in. If you enjoyed this episode, I would love it if you could either share it on social media and tag me so that I can personally thank you for listening in. Or you could leave a review of the podcast to increase searchability of the power within her so that more women can listen in and grow with us. 
either way, I am so grateful that you're here with me spreading the important message about critical thinking and self-empowerment.